Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so glad you're joining me here on this podcast. I don't know about you, but I have really been enjoying talking to so many different people about their top five Clifton strengths. I'm learning a lot and love hearing how their strengths are showing up in their lives, in their families, in their work. So I hope that it's encouraging you. It would mean so much to me if you would take a few minutes, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or review. That way I'll know if the things that we're talking about are things that are helpful to you. Well, in this next episode, you're going to really love hearing from my friend, Lisa Bowens. She lives in Lubbock and you'll hear about what she does in her work, some things in her family and how her strengths are really moving her forward in different ways. Hold on tight. You'll enjoy hearing from Lisa. Thank you. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited for you to hear from my good friend, Lisa Bolins today. Lisa, welcome. Hey, Barbara. So glad to be here. Welcome, Lisa. I'm so glad you're here. Tell a little bit about who you are and where you are and what you do. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. And um, Jeremy and I are on staff with Crew in the U.S. Campus Ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ. Um We'll be celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary in May, and we have spent 16 of those 20 years out here in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, We have three daughters. Madeline is 16, Caitlin is 13, and Lainey is 10. We lead the campus team here at Texas Tech, working with staff and students, and in the summers, we lead the Ozark Lakes Summer Mission in Branson, Missouri. Mm. Well, I just love every time I can be with you, as people can probably already tell, you're really fun to be around and passionate about what you do and investing in college students and loving your children. And it's been such a delight to me to have spent, you know, the couple summers in Ozark Lakes together and even summers in Colorado sometimes. But um, well, Lisa and I have known each other a long time and I can't really remember exactly where we met. Where did, do you remember that, Lisa? Yes, I do. So Jeremy and I, in our second year on staff with crew, we were taking a um, some seminary classes oh, and Warren yeah. was our teacher. And I hadn't been a Christian for very long at this point. Um, and I didn't have a whole lot of Bible knowledge. So there was quite a few frustrating things about this class. But um, you befriended me, and um, I remember a couple things about that summer. Obviously, I remember um, a lot of the things that Warren taught me about the Bible, but um, you also taught me how to make the best chocolate chip cookies ever (laughs) that we call Barbara's Cookies at our house. And we went dress shopping for your girls because y'all had a wedding. Oh, yeah. And um, it was so fun to see how you were parenting them and 
what were they going to wear to this wedding and what kind of dresses were appropriate or not appropriate. And and it was just so fun to get to know you then. And it's been 18 years now. Yes. I can't believe that was when we first met. That was so fun. And I appreciated because you said, oh, here you can borrow this dress of mine or this dress of mine. And you know, as women, we just bond over stuff like that, cookies and dressing and shopping. So no wonder we became friends. And tell me what your top five strengths are and um, just a little bit about your strengths journey. Yeah. So my top five strengths are restorative, belief, empathy, developer, and positivity. And my strength journey has been sort of interesting. I think the first time I took the Strengths Finder test, is it called a test? Yeah, or assessment. Sure. Assessment. Yeah. It's, it feels like a test is like you get a grade, but <laughs> you made um, there's it, no you made wrong strengths. Grade, yes. Everyone does. There's no wrong strengths. So, um, but the first time I took it, I think no one really sat down with me and like gave me feedback or help me understand what it meant. I got like a packet and we did like several assessments all at the same time. So it just felt a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I remember we did it together and you sat down with me and helped me to think through like, what do these even mean? Like what, these are strengths. These aren't like negative things. Like, sure. There's some maybe potential weakness or growth area associated with each one, but um, these are things that are good about me or that um, give me a unique contribution to the team. And so um, I think it's been helpful um, to have you in my life, encouraging me along the way. Um, I do remember one time when we were doing this with a group and um, you gave us all um I'm not sure what it's called, but the, I'm the optimizer and I was the only one and you were like, no wonder you feel so alone. And I was like, Oh yeah. Mm. So helpful to hear because no one else, like even though strengths are different, it was helpful to see like which kind of strengths they were like, are they energizing strengths or, you know, thinking strengths or I don't remember all the right words, but Connecting, mobilizing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I think it's helpful to think even in what category do the strengths fall? And I've been thankful for that to like, think about, are they like people's type strengths or task type strengths or. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, that is, I kind of forget that even just knowing it's like, that's called the core drill is what it's called with core clarity, like the color, the quadrants that your talents are in. And I forget that that is even one more layer of people feeling understood or known. And um, like mine are all in every one in every um, quadrant. And so, yeah, I've thought about that too, for me, what that means. Well, one of the, um, like your top strength is restorative. And it's not one that we've really talked a whole lot about on this podcast. And so I'm excited for you to share a little bit more about what that means for you. And then we'll kind of get into like how it, how it works with even your other ones too, but tell us about restorative. Yeah. So the, 
the like definition or is it called a definition? Yeah. It's the uncanny ability to get to the root of the problem quickly and fix it. Um, or ingeniously repurpose or reinvent the tools of the trade to meet immediate needs. Um, drawn to breakdowns or energized by opportunities to revive, renovate or restore, um, to experience joy when wronging rights, fighting fires and bringing things back to life. So those are kind of the definitions. And um, I think, yeah, I love um, just even the idea energized by opportunities to revive, renovate or restore. And I think as much as I would love to live in a brand new house, I think I actually love living in an <laughs> older house that gives me opportunities to renovate it and restore it. And um, I see yeah, lots of opportunities around me. Well, being in like the people business um, of like investing in students and developing um, other people on your team or I know like you've had big role, like with the winter conference, um, how do you think that your restorative has shown up or even in things like with your girls, um, in relationships with friends or whatever, how, how are you seeing restorative as like, Oh yeah, I, I can easily see what needs to be fixed. Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, it's a little tricky sometimes because um, even just the like kind of tagline or it says natural troubleshooter. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when you think about troubleshooting, you think, well, if you're troubleshooting, then there must be trouble. <laughs> and so, oh, yes. um, and people don't like trouble. <laughs> like people like for things to be smooth and, easy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, um, yeah, it feels sometimes really hard, honestly, to, to have this strength, um, in the people business. Um, because when you think about like, um, this is actually like a internal strength, Mm-hmm. Yeah, as what, opposed to what like motivates you to action. action. Yeah, it's in the energized quadrant, a strength that moves you yeah. to action. Right. And so, but I do also have developer. I know you said you want to talk about that later, but I think they kind of co-mingle sometimes mm-hmm. because developer is wanting to move other people to action and help see uh, the growth in other people. And so sometimes I think it can be misperceived. Like if I'm trying to fix a problem or if I'm trying to help somebody grow or um, I think seeing a problem and maybe seeing a problem with something like they're taking down the Christmas decorations while there's 1000 college students standing in the middle of this foyer. <laughs> it would be really cool. easy to fix this problem. Just wait 30 minutes. Like that just, that doesn't feel that hard to me to just wait 30 minutes to then all the college students will be gone. And then you can have, all the space you need to so did, did you fix do that? this. Um, I did, but it was, I, I, because it's actually outside of me, it was happening outside of me. And there was a little bit of like frustration involved because I could see the problem and I could see the solution, but it involved other people. And so it was kind of messier than just, okay, is this something I can fix by myself? Right. 
So, well, I know you kind of mentioned even something about a situation maybe with your girls or their friends, moms, or. Oh yeah. So we're a part of a mother daughter organization. And um, this weekend we had some like communication snafus because um, I was kind of under the impression that if we're, if it's a mother daughter organization, you would be communicating with the mothers and the daughters. (laughs) That just seemed like a natural thing to me. Um, And Madeline, my oldest daughter, she gave me some communication like about five minutes before she went into work. So then I wasn't going to be able to dialogue with her about it or talk to her about Mm -hmm. it. Um, And I was just confused about like, why didn't I receive the communication also? And it seems like, again, something that maybe could relatively easily be fixed where like, can you just copy both people on the email or um, have like another group me for the moms or, I'm not really sure what the best solution is, but I think the root of the problem, like the the ability to get to the root of the problem, the root of the problem to me is that the communication is only going to one partner in the mother daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. And so um, it feels kind of hard, like that's the problem, Mm -hmm. but to fix it involves more people than just myself. Right. So it's, it's harder to maybe fix some things. So restorative, like that's where sometimes I even feel stuck in that strength because it's, it is more of an internal strength of like, if it's something within my power to fix, then Mm -hmm. I could do it easily. But because it's not within my power to fix, I don't, I have to figure out how to have, you know, again, I have empathy and I'm trying to think about the people who planned this and, how do they feel? And I want to give positive feedback and I want to be encouraging. And so that's like a big dance party, figuring all that out, huh? I know. (laughs) Oh, well, good luck on that, Lisa. (laughs) Thanks, Barbara. Well, tell me a little bit about your other strengths. You've mentioned a little bit about some of them, but how those show up for you or um, what that looks like. Yeah, so I think um, my another one of my strengths is belief, and um, again, that's one of a, the internal strengths. It's in the same quadrant as restorative, mm-hmm. actually. Um, and so I think um, it kind of helps me like to be grounded in my convictions and. Um, even like when maybe someone is disagreeing um, or presenting an opportunity that is maybe not aligned with what I believe or what I, um, what I feel strongly about, I, I, I'm not easily swayed mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, I think sometimes it can be perceived by others as like not being open to them or to being too strongly opinionated when I, I feel like I've had to learn like which things are my hills to die on. Yeah. Like I'm not. And so sometimes I I even feel like I've had friends tell me like, well, you have strong opinions. And I'm like, but not about that. I don't like vanilla and chocolate. I don't really have a strong opinion about that, Mm -hmm. but I do have strong opinions about some other things. 
but sometimes it can come out in littler things because it does come out for sure in bigger things. Right. Um, and then empathy and developer and positivity are my other three. And um, I always think about positivity. And when you and I were on summer mission, I'm pretty sure this is when that happened and something happened and I just said, super. And you <laughs> were like, only somebody with positivity would say super in this context. Like this is not actually super. Yeah. And <laughs> so, maybe if it was, a text, it had a lot of exclamation points with it too. Um, maybe it was, I think it was when I landed at the airport in Lubbock to um, meet with your team to talk about their strengths. And I, I just texted like, I'm here. And maybe I think it was that you're like, super. I'm like, whoa, this is great. Yeah. Thank Welcome to Lubbock. <laughs> I was so excited you were coming. And I had a problem that you, that had the, the root of my problem was that I don't like to iron curtains, but you do. And so my, my ability to fix it was really simple. I just handed you the iron and you ironed my curtains for me. Yes. I felt so valued and needed and it was fun to be with you. Yeah. I think about when someone's at their best self, a lot of times it's when they're using all five of their strengths sort of at the same time to their fullest capacity. And maybe we don't have a zillion moments like that, but I think the more that we have, it's motivating because we see like, wow, I, I was, I was really shining in that moment. Do you, is there a, some, a moment you'd like to tell about where you felt like you were using all of your strengths? Yeah. I think the place that I see it come out the most is on summer mission um, working with students at the beginning of the summer to help them get their jobs. Um, and so sometimes there are little problems that can come up. Um, like for example, um, everyone needs to be, have a legal right to work in the U S, um, and have like whatever the paperwork is that the employers need to hire them, which again, this is like outside of my wheelhouse. It's not the thing I specialize in. So I just, like on our application, when we ask, when we were inviting students to come to summer mission, it's just asking them if they have a legal right to work in the U.S. Well, I overlooked once that someone did not have a legal right to work in the U.S. And um, so then now the problem is that like, okay, we, we need to still be able to get the student a job um, because that's an integral part of the summer mission is them working and building relationships with their coworkers. And um, she was fully anticipating having a job on the summer mission. And so um, I think I wanted to be able to use my empathy with her and, um, you know, I could read her and I could, um, you know, I really wanted to be able to, to understand her situation. And I kind of put myself in her shoes even. Um, And then I think trying to see like, what is the potential even like, okay, how can we, and how can we fix this? Like what, what are some of the possible outcomes? And, um, and so, and I think just even thinking about like, you know, I think um, my positivity, like just believing that it could be fixed. Like it's not the end, it's not detrimental. It's not a a fatal failure. It's like, it's not the end of the world. Um, we can, we can do this. 
Um, and I think there's been several other situations where there's been like maybe a little hiccup in trying to get a student this type of job and then we have to get move them over to a different job. And I think just recognizing like how the problem um, at hand, like semi-restorative kind of comes into play, like there does seem to be a problem mm-hmm. and I can see different possible solutions but because people are involved, I care about them and I want to have empathy and I, I see their potential. And um, and so I think all of those things kind of come together and knowing just that summer mission has so, been so influential in students lives and helping them to be a part of a community where they're learning how to walk with the Lord day in, day out, read his word, allow it to change their lives be in a community where they're being challenged to even share their faith with others. And so I think um, my positivity really, I'm like, this is so worth it. Everything about this, Mm -hmm. even though maybe there's a problem or some kind of little tricky situation um, that we have to figure out. Mm, That's such a great example. And, and I know there's all kinds of situations just like that every day, probably on summer mission and like you're, you're just kind of navigating those hiccups or challenges or whatever, but then even to, I think knowing just the benefit that the students experience, I'm sure that gal really felt so cared for as you came alongside her for in a, in a more tangible way than maybe if there hadn't been all those challenges. So I love that story. It's great. Well, um, uh, just a couple other quick questions. I know like your team in Lubbock and even when we've been together in Ozarks, we've um, kind of talked about strengths with the um, other people on your team. How have you seen that as valuable? Yeah, I think it helps me understand other people. Um, it help, I think um, I do want um our teams to work well together. I think I want everyone to feel like they have a contribution, that they're valued as a team member, as, um, you know, whatever their role looks like. And so I think it's helpful um, to think about, um, yeah, what, what are people's strengths and how do those look? And I think one of the things, even um, when you were here with us in Lubbock, I think, um, you know, there was a lot of conflict that was surfaced, like um, not in a bad way, not in a way of like, everybody was in a fight, but um, like that, not that kind of conflict. But I think, Uh, maybe more like the potential for conflict um, was surfaced, like these strengths could collide with these strengths and create a problem Mm -hmm. if everybody's unaware. Like if this person is using their strengths and this person is using their strengths, then there might be some problems. And I think that's really helpful to think about and anticipate. And especially as somebody who is a natural troubleshooter, like, anticipating trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Um, you know, just one of those things that I think I don't, I don't, I'm not a natural troubleshooter because I like trouble. It's because I want there, I want everything to be smooth and easy. And, um, and so I think, um, 
yeah, it talks about like even experiencing joy when bringing things back to life. And I think like I want um, relationships on teams to be life-giving. And so I think I want everyone to feel valued. Um, But there is potential for conflict when strengths collide. Right. I know. I think that like that part of the, um, the workshop I do think is so helpful because, um, there are possible collisions and it was, I feel like it really was helpful to even kind of bring those up even with your team. And, and, and sometimes we just all kind of avoid them, but I think it's just a framework for people to, to see, Oh yeah, this, this could be collision or, Oh yeah, we have had that collision. So, mm-hmm. well, um, just a name like of this podcast is what I want to help all of us do is really embracing our strengths. And I'm still learning that even myself, but do you feel like for you, that's been easy or hard or what has it been like for you to embrace your strengths? Yeah, that it's such a great question because I think um, even the idea of being restorative was really off-putting to me for a long time. Like I didn't like that about myself that mm-hmm. I wanted to be, um, I don't know, more fun or like I just, I looked at the other, um, some of the other strengths or talents and thought I would rather have that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, that was the problem for me. Like, how do I fix this? Like, how can I get that? You know, and realizing that actually this is a good strength to have um, if I am able to understand it and I'm able to really think about it. And so I think even just meeting with you and hearing from you, like how, like, I think the idea of like um, restorative, like I, I am kind of in the people business being in ministry. Like I work with people a lot. Mm-hmm. And restorative is like an internal strength. And so sometimes I think it can be misinterpreted or misunderstood um, because I'm just, I'm working with people, but, um, and I have developer also, Mm -hmm. which is more of a people strength. (laughs) Um, And so I think I just want um, to continue to grow and, I think even just the cautionary statements are really similar in those two. And it says like need to recognize when it's time to move on and need to recognize when it's time to walk away. Like those sound really similar to right. me. And so I think just learning and growing in um, recognizing if there's a problem that maybe is unsolvable um, by me, like maybe I don't have a role in it. And so I just can take a step back. Yeah. That's, that's so um, wise, but I know hard to do. And I know even as parents, it's like, that's a, a really big one as we, you know, your children are getting older and that's really hard with your kids because we want to fix everything for them. And some parents I've seen over the years are better at like stepping back and letting people figure things out. But, um, but I, yeah, I appreciate so much what you had to share, Lisa, because I know this is kind of a different kind of strength. And I know, as I've heard you say over the years, sometimes it can feel weighty because you do, you do see what's wrong and people don't like that, but it's like, you're seeing what's wrong because you want to fix it. And um, 
So I don't know, this has been really helpful for me just to kind of dial in a little more with you of understanding um, restorative. So thank you for sharing all those things. Well, one last question is what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Yeah, I think just seeing, um, well, I love the sunshine one. Mm -hmm. So whenever the sun is shining, especially in the spring in Lubbock, um, because sometimes we can have some crazy weather out here. Um, so when the sun is shining and, um, I think about just being on campus and seeing students and I think even just picking up my girls from school on the days when um, I'm picking them up and Madeline's driving now. So sometimes she's the one driving and so we're not in the car together. Um, and so when we're all in the car together, it just brings me a lot of joy, just being with them and, um, laughing and, um, even just watching them grow and discern who they are and what they're trying to figure out, what do they like to spend their time on? And mm-hmm. I think sometimes I can feel like even yesterday I was going from ballet to tennis, um, you know, to make, make dinner in between. And I think it just, I, I feel so grateful that this is my life, that I have these three girls that I get to chauffeur around from one side of town to the other. And um, Lubbock's not that big, so it's not that mm-hmm. big of a problem. But I think um, I think sometimes it can feel like we're just going from one thing to a ne- to the next. But then I'll get sweet moments in the car with them where they're sharing about things that they're um, learning about themselves, and I just really enjoy that. Mm. That's so great to hear. Yeah, I think it's just such a gift to have those moments with people. And it's fun to hear you just kind of verbalizing just moments in the car and talking and just being with your people is brings you a lot of joy. So, well, thank you so much, Lisa. It's always great to talk with you and laugh with you and um, sometimes cry together, but I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day and sharing a little bit about you and your strengths. So thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, Barbara. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.